It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-2. Vegas improves to 10-0-1 points in their first 11 games of the season. Not a bad start. And, you know, at some point we're going to have to cut that start off to the season. But for the Golden Knights, they continue to roll here in the regular season. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, again, you know, we, we you just heard from Mark Stone, right? Like, the standard is set incredibly high and while the results have been there for the Golden Knights the the level of the performance hasn't necessarily lived up to that for the players how did you uh, how did you find their response in this game tonight against Winnipeg yeah Ryan it was a lot closer to the sort of performance you'd expect to see from the Golden Knights was it a championship level game seven at the very best of their potential game no it wasn't but it was the sort of game that you would expect to see against a conference rival, a team that the Knights have seen in the playoffs recently. Yeah, it, this was a good showing. It wasn't their best. Mm-hmm. It'll, obviously, you had a, a couple of standout players, Marcia So with a hat trick. William Carlson was outstanding. Yep. Again. Again. Yep. And, it, you know, Logan Thompson gets the assist, which, you know, is fun. Uh, he was great. I thought Logan was really locked in. You know, there have been a couple of miscues uh, by each goalie. Remember Logan in Los Angeles. He angled it into his own goal with the blocker. And then, obviously, the last game, Aiden Hill, you know, makes the, the swing and a miss with the play with the Knights on the power play leads to a shorthanded goal for the Canadians. So those two miscues stand out, but they stand out only because they have been so good, both of them otherwise. But there, there were just no misplays, it seemed to me, by Logan. There are a couple of... I'll say unorthodox saves yep. today. Yep. And that's Logan Thompson. So yeah. to me, like if, if he's making the saves he's supposed to make, plus a couple of unorthodox saves, that is Logan Thompson uh, at the very top of his game. And then you heard Mark talking about the pass for the assist, and you know, Logan is just on top of it. He's just locked in. Even, you know, something unrelated to a goal or a save, you know, just when there was a penalty in the offensive zone, Logan is locked in on that and is heading toward the bench he picks up a stick on the way toward the bench it was probably out of camera shot most people in the arena were probably looking at the play mm-hmm. but when you know you're here in the radio booth and you can see the whole ice you you see things out of the corner of your eye like that it's just a little thing but it's another indicator to me that logan was again the best way i can put it ryan was locked in yeah i, I thought logan was fantastic obviously his first career NHL point, like you'll take yeah. that all day long, and it's a beautiful assist from Logan to really spring that play. But, you know, you're looking for, we kind of talked about it going into the game, you're looking for a dynamic offense performance, and you get it from Jonathan March, so the Con Smythe winner last year of the postseason. I Like, you, you just got the sense that that was coming for Jonathan, and it's good to see the goals fall for him. Yes. The hat trick is um, a nice you know, exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. But when he got called for holding in the first minute of the game, you know, that, that can go one of two ways for Jonathan. One, yeah. it's just a frustrating night, or it just gets him going, and it got him going. And <laughs> he didn't get that goal until, you know, the first of the three until seven minutes into the second period. But I like that group. I know Jack Eichel didn't have any points today, but you know, Barbashev had no assists until today. 
all season. He ends up with a goal and an assist. You know, it, it was um, and not on that line. That was a power play goal for Barbashev, but the assist later on was at even strength. Um, so even though Eichel was not part uh, of the score sheet, so to speak, mm-hmm. I, I did think that that group overall was better. And as Jonathan is prone to do, the guy who puts the puck in the goal. And, he, you know, coming into the day, uh, you know, let's just put it this way, Ryan. When you see the shots, mm-hmm. the shots on goal, like we have always expected Marcia so to be right at the top of the list. And Max yeah. Pacioretty was off in there, a lot of shots. You know, but Jack was, you know, coming into the day, it was 45-33. Michael over Marsha, so shots on goal. <laughs> Jonathan, point is, Jonathan has some catching up to do. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, and you, I mean, you mentioned William Carlson. I feel like we're a broken record here, but like, yeah. he was just so good all game long. And it, it's, you know, the goal and the assist, obviously, they stand out, but it's everything else he does away from the puck. Yeah, and he was over 50% in the faceoff circle again today, 8 out of 14. There was just that one game few days back where he had the rare night where he was under 50 percent mm-hmm. and that's a little part of it sure he was plus two the the finish on the goal from Dorothy I mean that go from Hutton to yeah. Dorothy to Carlson the whole thing was textbook and yeah. pretty and you know, sometimes you have a great setup you do everything right from your own end through center and then when you get to the goal you don't have the finish so the fact that Carlson finished and he's got two points today, so that's up to 13 on the season. You start to think about, you know, he had 53 points in 82 games last year, but he's obviously more than a point per game to start this year. You start to think about the point streak he's on now, uh, the clear comfort that he has all over the ice. You know, what kind of a season is this shaping up to be for Will Carlson? You don't want to get ahead of yourself. It's 11 out of 82 games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to what degree can he keep this up? You think back to the 43 goals that he scored back in the first season, and he hasn't come close to that since. The next closest was he had 24 goals the following year. And, you know, he's been in the teens pretty much since mm-hmm. then. It, it is feeling like, Ryan, yeah. that he is going to I don't know if he's going to get to 43, mm-hmm. but he's obviously well on track to have uh, a, a really strong offensive season to go along with all of the other stuff that he does yeah. that we could spend a whole night recounting. Which, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm hopeful that this continues for him because of, of all the work that he does and, and just how consistent and, and how good he's been for the Golden Knights. Any final thoughts, Dan, on, on this one? Be, because we get to turn our attention now to Saturday, 7 o'clock, Colorado. Yeah. Well, geez. I'll give you one more from our statistician extraordinaire, Ray LaBeouf, mm-hmm. just to put that inaugural season in context with this one. Carlson had um, that first year, 43 goals, as I mentioned, and 78 points. To start that year, He had seven points in his first 11 games, three goals, Mm -hmm. four assists. In other words, the start that he has right now, 13 points in 11 games versus seven points in 11 games. He's off to a lot hotter start this year than he was in that record-setting season. Again, that is the best goal-scoring season of any Golden Knight in six years. So, again... Only 11 out of 82, (laughs) but if you're going to make a run, uh, you know, if you're going to be in that conversation as one of the best offensive players for the Knights, and let's be honest, William Carlson has not been 
one of the best offensive players for the Golden Knights the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got other guys who have taken that mantle. It's no disrespect to Will because he does all that other stuff. It's just not the first thing you think of with Will Carlson. But this year, you know, maybe it's a return, maybe not quite to 2018, but something that more resembles it. I don't know, but it, it is worth mentioning now because he's got his career best scoring streak, and you want your best players feeling good about themselves going into a big game like Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, two of the original Golden Knights forwards, Carlson and Marcia, so are certainly in that category right now. And, I, you know, I thought uh, McNabb and Theodore were fine today. Um, you know, they have logged a lot of minutes. They have both played all of the games. you got Petrangelo now a few games back after missing some time. Again, you want your best players um, you know, feeling good about their game and, you know, feeling like they could put out one of their best performances when it comes to facing Colorado. It'll it'll just be a fun, fun, uh, fun night. And it you, know, you would certainly expect it'll be an entertaining hockey game. Yeah, I cannot wait for Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your night, Dan. And uh, we'll chat on Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 5-2 victory for Vegas over Winnipeg. Vegas now 10-0-1 on the year, 21 points. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. He said at the end of the first period. I thought you meant at the end of the first period, not from beginning of the second on. My bad. So <clears throat> anyway, I felt bad after because so I was like, what? Anyway, let's move on. <clears throat> cool. Chris and Ben. <clears throat> hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. I'm actually not used to being the first guy to ask you a question, but was this the kind of game you guys needed to play with Colorado coming up on Saturday? Like, were, were you was satisfied? that a shot at Nate? A little bit of a no, shot at Nate? No, no, never. Okay, just never. wondering. All right. Um, yes, we need um, our, our game. We need to dig in a little more over 60 minutes. We've talked about that. Um, and tonight with a familiar opponent that we've built a little animosity with, I, I think is good for us. And then Colorado will be more of the same. It's a conference rival. I won't say division, but it's, you know, we know how good they are. And I think they respect how we play the game. So, um Getting a tune-up like tonight was a little harder and, and where we need to check better and um, kill penalties well. Um, you know, we can carry that over into into Saturday. Uh, and, and to be quite honest, Sunday for that matter. Anaheim's playing really, like people, if they haven't followed them, I think they've won five in a row. They went out east and, and swept a road trip. They're feeling really good about their game. They're going to be sitting there waiting for us. So it's going to be a difficult. It's going to be a hard weekend of hard hockey. So this, you know, get 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 into that mentality. Ben. Ben got Las Vegas Regional. Bruce, Jonathan Marshall took two penalties, but of course responded with goals each time, got the hat trick. I know you've seen it a bunch before. What, what was it like to see him again respond tonight? Yeah, you know, Marshy's the, the puck's been falling him lately. He's just you know, you know, just hasn't cooperated with him as 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 much as he'd like. He's been around it. So um, when that happens, you know, eventually th- good things are going to happen. It's like Jack. Jack's getting lots of Grade A looks. You know, they're going to start going in there. Too good of players. So you know, that's encouraging. And yeah, the one over the glass, those are tough. You know, there's not much you can do about him. He he tried to save it really hard to 
you know, get a stick. I thought it was hilarious trying to keep the puck in play, but um, good for him. Uh, it, you know, t to win hockey games, you need certain contributions. As we, we've talked about this, right? S a couple different guys stepping up every night. Um, you know, Logan made a great play on his power play goal. Good for Logan. Our penalty kill, like I said, our special teams outplayed theirs. Um, and Marshy was a big part of that. You know, you know, he'd done a good job. He's not always the guy out at the end when the goalie's out first, but I thought he'd been playing hard and, and defending well and taking care of the details. So let him go for the hat trick. Let him, you know, defend in our end and do a good job. And sure enough, he did. He played hard. And so that was icing on the cake for him. And I'm um, happy for him. Paul. Paul Los Santos, NHL.com. Bruce, that third line with William Carlson is really buzzing right now. I mean, how do you feel that line has produced for you, especially in critical moments to get game started? Yeah, Carly's been from day one here has been excellent. Like his his legs are really under him. Um, Pav comes in, and that's a guy we thought could slot into that line when he did get into the lineup. And and Amo's been good. You know, he got shortchanged the other night, and that's on on me uh, to manage the bench when when they get into the penalty kills back and forth. But you know, you're trying to get Marshy going, get Stoney his ice time. We always use our fourth line, so sometimes. You know, he's the guy and, and his left winger that get left behind sometimes. So I was trying to be mindful of that. And he did a, had a good game too. So that line is um, complementing one another. And Amos played with Carly as well, right? So there's chemistry there. And if we can build that into Pav's game, then, you know, then we're, you know, really deep. So, again, um, centers driving lines. You know, the wingers, do, you know, doing their job, finishing plays. Um, you know, that makes your team go. And I thought... Not to get away from your question, that Ben Hutton Pahal were really good tonight as a third pair. Like Benny was really moving his feet, pushing the pace, good gaps. Uh, Pickles was harder. Um, they were a good pair for us when you start losing. You know, it was Marty and Petro early. Now it's Hag and White Cloud. Then you need people to go in and do that. So good for them. Go Chris and Jesse. Hey, Coach, uh, Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey. Now, you mentioned you like to review and kind of assess the season in eight to ten game increments. What are you hoping to see the most in the next ten games, and did you get a taste of it tonight? Uh, our analytics were pretty solid, uh, obviously, when you win a lot of games, but there was room for improvement. I think one of the areas, there's two areas I'd like to see, and that is our uh, Entry denials, defending the blue line. We're always going to give some of it up because the way we play, but I thought we were better. And that usually starts with good gap by the D, and that means a forward's reloading. So when we're in sync, um, that's a number I'd like to see get better. And then our breakouts from below the goal line, I think we got back quicker on pucks. And, and the first goal is a good example. Huddy just gets back and uses his, his, his feet to, to get out of trouble. And, I mean, the best breakout in hockey is a one-man breakout when, when, when you're able to separate. We've seen it with Theo. Um, so the great, great for Huddy. So th those are some areas we want to see improve the numbers at least that will then lead to less time in our end. If you're breaking the puck out cleaner, you're, you're going the other way. And if you're defending the blue line, typically then, then you're getting some transition turnover. So those are the areas that we're hoping that we can improve on, uh, for the next, well, from here on out, to be honest with you, but certainly the next segment. Just. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. We, we spoke for the last couple days about how you guys want to put a better game together um, despite how good the record's been. And Petrangelo mentioned this group's really honest with itself. Um, just how much easier does that make your job when the players are that way? Well, that's usually a typical, it's a sign um, of a veteran group that 
understands the game, that's been around, seen good teams, seen teams fake it till they make it, seen you know real hockey, which runs right through to June. And guys that have been there and been in you know championships environments, they know what it takes. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're at that level for 82 straight games. They just know what it's supposed to look like and how it's supposed to build and, and grow. So I, I think that says a lot about our group. Uh, I don't think we're in there celebrating October wins or November, November wins like they're, you know, playoff wins. I think we recognize that there's a long road in front of us. We can always get better in every area. They, they enjoy winning, don't get me wrong, but they understand that tomorrow's a new day. Um, and Saturday will be another challenge, and you sort of have to take the good from this, learn from what you don't like, and move on. I think that our group is good, good with that. And then they're in, what they're also doing, Jesse, is they're instilling this into the younger guys, right? And that's how you get something that's long-lasting in a culture where it's continuous. Is when the young guys recognize that too, right? Okay, we won, but we can get better, and we have more to give, and we'll keep doing that. Yet we're going to enjoy it. Um, I think that's when you get a, a team that can win and sustain it. Paul. Paul Los Santos, NHL.com. Bruce, any update on William Carrier? Yeah, Will uh, was under the weather today. We didn't know if he'd make it when, uh, this morning. Uh, wasn't able to play. Ronnie went in, did a nice job. Um, so we're hoping uh, Will will feel better tomorrow and be ready to go Saturday. I can't promise you that, but that's typically what happens. I think the worst of it, hopefully, is, is, is we'll be by him by tomorrow. Chris. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a bit unfairly, but Ivan Barbashev maybe has been a little bit criticized because of only two goals coming into the seat on, into the game tonight. But maybe due to the circumstances of playing with a guy who's second in the league in shots. But just how nice was it to see him get a couple points tonight? And, and is this going to be maybe a turning point for him? Hey, listen, he's a good player. I think his, his goals are going to come just from his ability to get to the net. The goal he scored tonight, he was on his way towards the net. Puck finds him. You know, forget the other day what he hit the inside of the post on a pretty good luck. So it's starting to happen, right? Those are usually going to go in when you shoot at that clean by the goalie. Um, the assists will come for him on Jack and Marshy score. You know, he's got they they got to finish if he's going to get assists. So, and Jack's had some really good looks and hasn't finished. Now Marshy did tonight, right? So you can sort of see what's how it'll progress and. Uh, I'm not worried about Barbie uh, when he stops going to the dirty areas and stops um, being good on the walls. Then, then we'll address that with him. And I think early in the year on the walls, him and Marshy weren't where they were when they finished last year, and that's why that line wasn't getting the same transition opportunities. You're starting to see more of it where they're they're getting cleaner, they're getting uh, reacclimated from those dirty areas and having to make quick, smart plays. So um, that's where I think Barbie's at. Uh, will it get him going? I hope so. I think forwards always start to feel good. You know, Marshy, he gets streaky. So uh, for him, I th certainly think that'll that'll push him forward and which probably drags Barbie and Jack along with him, right? So that's a good sign for that line. <clears throat> Team is off tomorrow, so we'll take one or two more if you have them, if you need something for forward looking. If not, go ahead, Ben. Ben goes Las Vegas Regional. Uh, what do you think gets bragged about more, a Jonathan Marshall hat trick or a Logan Thompson assist? Or a Paul Cotter one-on-one -on -one move. Throw that in there, too, because that gets lots of attention. <laughs> um, well, we're going to find out, right? Because we haven't seen a lot of that out of Logan. We've seen Marshy, you know, score some big goals. So that's uh, Ask Me Saturday or Sunday. I'll let you know. Well, one of those days, right? Because I don't know who's – we're trying to stay away from the rink tomorrow. We've had a busy week, but uh, – 
Yeah, I, that was a hell of a play, though. Don't like. Let's face it; I didn't see that coming at all. So good for Logan. Thank you, Bruce. Yep. Thank you. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-2. Vegas now 10-0-1, 21 points on the year. Tops in the National Hockey League, the Western Conference, the Pacific Division, on and on and on. And just a phenomenal start to the to the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Four regulars out of the lineup tonight for Vegas, and yet it was no issue. Zach Whitecloud still out with an injury. Nick Haig missed his first game of the season tonight due to an injury. I'm not expecting Nick back in the lineup uh, probably over the weekend. Nick Waugh missed his fourth consecutive game for the Golden Knights, and then uh, will carry a bit under under the weather. But again, you, you look at the Golden Knights, and we've talked about it over the course of the early part of the season. Organizational depth has stepped up and really helped this team out early on in the year. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Golden Knights really focused on a need to play better overall. They were dialed in early, and William Carlson opened the scoring off a great play from Pavel Dorofiev. Dorothea gets through on the right, feeds Carlson, he scores! Wow, what a setup! Dorothea on the right, his backhand across to the left. William Carlson fires it home. Fourth goal for Carlson, 1-0 Vegas with 9.15 to play in the first. William Carlson's fourth of the year from Dora Fiev and Ben Hutton, 10.45 of the first period, made it 1-0 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 1-0 lead into the second period. And a pretty wild sequence from Logan Thompson early in the second preserved that one goal lead. Now high for Pionk, slides to the middle. The righty shoots off a teammate, a turnaround shot, save, and it's knocked to the near side. An acrobatic save by Thompson, now a centering pass, and another save by Thompson. A redirect from Lowry at point blank range. So good work there from Logan Thompson, and as well as the Golden Knights played in the first, the Jets answered with a great open to the second period as Kyle Connor tied the game on a great individual play. Kyle Connor trying to get it out, could not. Stevenson drops it off, Stone rips it wide left. Here comes Ayafalo across the line, left for Connor through the circle, dangles and backhands it in. Wow, what a move, Kyle Connor. He ties it 1-1. Kyle Connor's sixth goal of the year from Alex Iafalo and Mark Shifley at 6:17 of the second period tied the game at one. However, the period changed when Mason Appleton was called for a high-sticking double minor on Alec Martinez. The Golden Knights got to work, and Jonathan Marjasso put Vegas back on top with a power play goal. Thompson makes a stretch pass to Stone. Marjasso behind the defense and scores. Jonathan Marchessault scores a power play goal. The Knights take a 2-1 lead. Jonathan Marchessault from Mark Stone and Logan Thompson, seven minutes into the second period, made it 2-1 Vegas, a power play goal. And then 90 seconds later, Ivan Barbashev extended the lead with another power play goal. Carlson back in on the right, a drop pass. Petrangelo shooting save, rebound, score, Barbashev! play goals. The Knights lead 3-1. 11-22 to go in the second period. Ivan Barbashev's first power play point of the season. Ivan Barbashev from 
Alex Petrangelo and William Carlson, 8.38 of the second period, makes it 3-1 to Vegas, another power play goal. And the Golden Knights would take that two-goal lead into the third period, but the Jets opened the third with a strong push and pulled to within a goal on Alex Iafalo's power play goal. Now it's up top again to the right. Connor shoots, redirect, score! Kyle Connor put it towards the middle and it went off of Cole Perfetti and into the goal, I believe. See if it was Perfetti or maybe Ayafalo also in the neighborhood. But it's a power play goal for the Jets, and they now trail 3-2 with 18.09 to go in the third period. Alex Ayafalo from Cole Perfetti and Kyle Connor, one minute 51 seconds into the third period, made it a 3-2 lead for the Golden Knights, but the Golden Knights absorbed that push once again and answered back with Jonathan Marcheseau's second of the game. Vegas in, Barbashev center, most in front, score! Jonathan Marcheseau, second of the day. He follows up and cleans up. Vegas has a 4-2 lead with 14 minutes to go in the third period. Jonathan Marcheseau from Ivan Barbashev and Alex Petrangelo, 5-47 of the third period, makes it 4-2 Vegas. And then late in the period, the Jets would pull Connor Hellebuck for the extra attacker, and Jonathan Marcheseau completed the hat trick with an empty net goal. Knights get a steal out high. Remember, an empty net. Marcheseau shoots. He scores! A hat-trick goal! The sixth hat-trick in Jonathan Marcheseau's NHL career. 5-2 Vegas with under three minutes to go in the third period. Marcheseau, his third of the game, unassisted. 17-08 of the third period makes it 5-2 Vegas, and all that's left in this one is the final call. Here's Connor in the right circle. Another drive at the horn is blocked, and the game is over. Logan Thompson is 5-0. The Knights are 10-0-1. Final score at T-Mobile Arena, Golden Knights 5, Jets 2. There you have it, 5-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets to improve to 10-0-1 on the year. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show. Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-2. Vegas improves to 10-0-1 on the year. 21 points so far for the Vegas Golden Knights. Next in action, Saturday, 7 o'clock against the Colorado Avalanche. Boy, Oh boy, I cannot wait for that game. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights had a phenomenal opening 20 minutes. I thought they were great in the first period, connected, played the way that they needed to, and then they did a really good job absorbing the pushes from the Winnipeg Jets, both at the beginning of the second period and then the beginning of the third period. It's power play in the second period that really does propel the Golden Knights, and then Jonathan Marcheseau just kind of takes over the game in the back half of the third period. Logan Thompson was exceptional once again, and William Carlson continues to shine every single game for the Vegas Golden Knights. So with that being said, a lot to like from this one and a lot to look forward to Saturday night against the Colorado Avalanche. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights. Radio Network.
Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. 5-2 to two, the victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now 10-0-1 on the year, 21 points, as I mentioned. Tops in the National Hockey League. Tops in the Western Conference in the Pacific Division. Vegas, um, a, a 9.55 points percentage. That's just, like, absurd. It really is. And, you know, this team has done it in a lot of different ways, certainly. However, I love the attitude from the Golden Knights. At 9-0-1, right, points in their first 10 games of the year, defending a Stanley Cup championship, not playing their best hockey from every player in the room to a man. It's not good enough. We need to be better. They were certainly better tonight. 702-876-1340. A couple of uh, ideas from Bruce Cassidy as to what he wants to see his team improve over the next 8-10 to 10 games, really over the, the final games of the year but i'm curious to see what you want to improve or really what you just want to highlight who stood out to you tonight 702-876-1340 we're talking about a 10-0-1 hockey team wall-to-wall calls let's go sal you're up feeling great thanks for having me on again um it it just blows my mind well it doesn't blow it's not a surprise anymore but it's just it's so consistent that this team has an answer anytime there's any type of obstacle. You know, Winnipeg ties it up, we answer back two power play goals. They make it a one-goal game really early in the third, we answer back five minutes later. And every game this season, whether we've trailed, because uh, we even I think we have like five come-from-behind wins out of, the, out of the ten wins. I mean, they just come from behind. They, they answer any type of minor adversity, any lineup change. They're ready to play so far each and every night. It's just the most consistent hockey I've like been blessed to witness over the last couple of years it's pretty astounding right when you when you factor in their record when you factor in that they haven't had their a game like you know it's, it's pretty remarkable but then you look at tonight's game four regulars out of the lineup no zach whitecloud no nick Hague, no will carrier no nick wah no problem for the golden knights it's it's pretty crazy they they well bruce cassie has proven that it doesn't matter what lineup is out there the team is ready to play and and they and there's cohesion and chemistry. And the only thing that worried about me going into this game was just because I follow it a lot is we were a really small favorite according to the to the casinos. We were only minus 135, which, it, which would suggest it's a very even match. So that was the only thing that worried about me, you know, mentally torturing myself, thinking they know something we don't. Mm-hmm. But glad to see us continue the streak. It'll only help us later in the season when we're not stressing over you know, 
position. It's still early, but um, lo- love what th- how this team has uh, started, and it just shows that keeping a team together means more than than maybe you know buying a bunch of players and and trying to buy buy yourself a Stanley Cup. You know, the, the chemistry is, is there, and it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah, great stuff, Sal. Thanks for the call. I, I appreciate it. For the Golden Knights, you, you look at the continuity from this team last year to this year, and it, to me it, it's, it's surprising the record, but they just know how to play with one another. It's, it's been remarkable through 11 games. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Um, what stood out to you tonight? That's what I want to know. Or what things do you want to see the Golden Knights improve on? Yeah, I know. We're talking about improvement for a 10-0-1 hockey club. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, sir, I, I since Coach Cassidy didn't say it tonight, how about 21 out of a friggin' 22 points? You're That's like pretty good. you're like really pushing the boundaries of FCC here. What's going on? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but no, no, it's it fine. Through. It's fine. We'll we'll send the bill to you. <laughs> oh my my my! Yeah, it was. Uh, that's the last time I'll, you'll hear me say that because there's no reason to keep going forever. But uh, it is amazing how how it, how they no matter what it is because Sal just put it very well, mm-hmm. and and you've run out of superlatives now. You just have to say that no matter who comes into the lineup, they're probably going to contribute. Barbashev hasn't been playing terribly well, so what does he do? He shows up. Mm-hmm. And Ben Hutton, who wasn't even in the lineup for days, all of a sudden he gets a, a point. And, and then Logan Thompson gets a point also, which is next to crazy. Yeah. But there's nothing about this team that's crazy anymore, is it? Well, no, I, you, you kind of heard it from, from Mark Stone in his walk-off with Dan Duva, which was excellent. Um, the standard's high. The expectations are high. And, you know, when you, when you reach the top of the mountain, when you win a championship, you know the level that you need to be at. You know that, that those expectations and, and those standards need to be met more often than not. And this is a team that's not satisfied with just one, and, and it, it's kind of showing right now with the record that they've got and the dissatisfaction in how they've played. Yeah, they're they're never ever satisfied, and that yeah. that starts with the coach. And the coach is never satisfied. He's actually giving them a day off tomorrow, which is almost knocked me over. But they certainly they've, have earned it. They've There's played no a lot play. of hockey. They've, it's, you know, but but you you bring up something with Bruce Cassidy that I think is important. I, uh-huh. I, I don't think it's 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 not a lack of satisf- satisfaction. It is Bruce Cassidy seeing something that's for the taking here for the Golden Knights. Like, you you have an opportunity, returning as many players as they did, to really do something special here. You know how good this team can be when they're on. And, you know, you don't want to get too bogged down with, with thinking about the future, but, like, there's an opportunity for the Golden Knights to do something special over the next couple of seasons with Bruce Cassidy at the helm and the players that they have in, in their prime or, or entering their prime. I think Bruce Cassidy sees, you know, some some real real interesting history that the Golden Knights can accomplish here. I I know he must. Yeah. I mean, he sees things that we can't possibly begin to understand. But whatever the reason, this is a team without great superstars who has a chance to win. Gosh, two, three, four Stanley Cups. 
Uh, and it doesn't even seem possible when you look at the individual personnel. Can you set the table for Saturday night? Has Colorado had a lot of injuries? What's their stat? Yeah, I mean, the Colorado Avalanche, they're 7-2-0. They're and, oh, um, and, and that's, you know, that's a solid start for them. And thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, I, I'll do more table setting, obviously, on Saturday for the pregame show. Uh, but right now for Colorado, like, Kale McCarr is going well. Miko Rantanen's going well. Nathan McKinnon's going well. Like, the big names for Colorado are certainly showing up and showing up early. They still uh, are going to be without Gabe Landeskog for the entirety of the season. That changes Colorado a bit. Uh, but in terms of wagons, they're a wagon. Like, they are a wagon. They're going to be a wagon. And it's going to be the the stiffest competition for the Golden Knights to this point in the season when they take on the Colorado Avalanche Saturday, 7 o'clock, right here inside T-Mobile Arena. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing, Ryan? I can't complain. Um, so I can't complain it either, for uh, for sure. I uh, got to see Logan Thompson get his first professional point. That was awesome. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, when he shot that puck up the ice, I was like, what on earth is he doing icing mm-hmm. the puck? Because I didn't see Mark Stone. I was watching, obviously, down by where he was at. Um, and that was just, what a play, what awareness on his part to know that uh, Mark was down there and that Marcy was down there and like just amazing. So happy for him. Yeah, I, you know that's Logan Thompson being like dialed into the game, right? And it's not just the saves; it's it's understanding what's happening and and seeing ways where he can help his team win. And you know it, it ends up being a really important goal in the context of this game. Great stuff there from Logan. Oh, for sure. And then of course uh, the power play looked yep. pretty awesome today. Um, yep. They made. Uh, Martinez bleed his own blood, and then uh, the Knights made the Jets bleed their own blood on that one. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, and then Marshy getting the hat trick. It's the first time I've gotten to be at a game where mm-hmm. the Knights have scored a hat trick, so that was just super awesome. I did not have a hat. I promise I would have thrown it if I had one, though. Mm-hmm. All right, great stuff there, Stephanie. Uh, I'm glad you were able to see that hat trick for Jonathan Marcheseau in person. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm, I'm good, buddy. Well, so at 10-0-1, an 11-game point streak, I, I just can't believe it any further than what I've believed already this season. Like, this team just continues to blow my mind with how – good they've played following a Stanley Cup championship mm-hmm. and what stands out to me tonight is you have a performance that I felt like was pretty close to as complete as you can get against the Jets team that was in dire need of a win given where they're at and this team was able to do it with the lineup changes they had to make prior to the game so mm-hmm. they have no Nick Hague going into it so that you have to call Ben Hutton and you have a defensive pairing consisting of Brandon Bahal and Ben Hutton and then very close to the game uh, no, William Carrier was found out. So all these lineup changes, you would think, yeah, that would mess the team up. But once again, this team continues to show that they know how to win these types of games and what the teams do. And what stood out to me tonight was this team, once again, did not blink due to injury adversity, mm-hmm. and they once again proved that they are the best team in the NHL collectively. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm right there with you, Stephen, and thanks for the call. I think the fact that they were able to do this again with four regulars out of the lineup, and, and you know it hasn't been um, 
It hasn't been easy for the Golden Knights early on in the season in terms of injuries, but yet they've been able to battle through it. And you mentioned, you know, Ben Hutton, Braden Pahal. I thought that they were really, really good tonight for the Golden Knights. Bruce Cassidy shared uh, the same sentiment. Ben Hutton moving his feet, Braden Pahal. Uh, sandpaper if there ever was a player with sandpaper in this one tonight so um, I'm with you I think the contributions that they're getting from players that are chipping in has been great early on and this team continues to roll and they're rolling to Saturday against the Colorado Avalanche 702-876-1340 is a number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break it's the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 5-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas next in action Saturday night, 7 o'clock against the Colorado Avalanche. 10-0-1, 21 points on the year. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We have a line open right now, which means if you dial the number, you'll be on the air in like, 25 seconds 25 seconds that's all that stands between you and immortality on the radio i want to know who shined for you like obviously john of the marsh is so patrick like that's an easy safe way to go so if you've never called in before you can call in right now 702-876-1340 you can say jonathan marsh so was awesome and there you go on the radio within 25 seconds um William Carlson, we, you know, we, we, I feel like a broken record here with Carlson. I really do. Like, he just continues to be the Golden Knights' best player. Like, there's, there's no getting around it at this point. Now, Jack Eichel was really, really good tonight in his own zone. He was good in the neutral zone, good in his own zone, generated some looks, generated some chances. He just sna- snake bit right now. He just is. But... I like Jack's defensive game. I, I liked his game from, you know, the 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 blue line back, right? Um, Ivan Barbashev, a couple of points. That's that's important for the Golden Knights moving forward as well. And then, you know, we we kind of touched on it here with with Ben Hutton and Braden Pahal. Like those two guys were very good in this game. So I'll take all of it. I think it's fantastic stuff. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Ryan. Hey Ryan, how you doing? Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Good, good. So, obviously, leaving the game, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good feeling to, to be 10-0-1 to start the year. So, do the Golden Knights, from a coaching standpoint, have just a next-man-up mentality as far as defense goes with all the injuries to start the year? A lot of the man games miss, mm-hmm. kind of like how they had with goalies over the last year or two? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've had to do, right? Like, they have not had their full complement of defensemen in the lineup at the same time yet this season, and, and they continue to roll on, and that's because of the work from Caden Korzak and Ben Hutton and Braden Pahal. It was, I thought it was interesting to see a uh, scratch for Caden Korzak tonight. What were your thoughts on missing him tonight? Yeah, I, it wasn't terribly surprising to me, just given the fact that the Winnipeg Jets are a heavier team, uh, a little bit more physical, as, as good as Caden is with his legs and uh, kind of eluding pressure. You needed a little bit more sandpaper in front of your own net, and Braden Pahal certainly uh, lived up to the billing there. That's fair. Uh did, I, don't, I don't recall seeing anything uh, pregame about uh, Will Carrier missing the game tonight. I ended up 
hearing after the fact that it ended up being an illness. Is there any kind of a timeline on Will Carrier? Uh, timeline, not so much. And, and thanks, Ryan, for the call. Um, Bruce Cassidy mentioned that he was under the weather. The hope is that he'll be ready to go for Saturday night. Um, it's going to be a full off day for the Golden Knights tomorrow, so hopefully Will's able to rest up and, and be ready to go against Colorado. Uh, I thought Jonas Rombierg also very good in this game with Will Carrier out of the lineup. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? I'm doing just great. Um, my question is, is Alex Martinez okay? I mean, he got it in the face again. Yeah. Yeah, he he was able to return to the game and he he finished it out for the Golden Knights. So no uh, no worse for wear for Alec Martinez in this one. And what what do you think in regards to that uh, next you know shield that they're kind of talking about since what happened to yeah that, poor, that gentleman that I mean is that just just an inconvenience or well, do you think that's justified or not? I would hate to have anything happen. Mm-hmm any of our guys or anybody for that matter you know? yeah no that that's a great call marianne thank you for uh the call i you know my thoughts on on the net guards um are very straightforward and, and it's you know I, i'm i'm not a player in the national hockey league um so there's i'm sure reasons why players do not wear them uh but you know given what what did happen with with adam johnson um in, in england and and you know, tragically losing his life because he caught a, a skate in the neck. Um, I would would love to see the NHL adopt neck guards, like full stop. I I am with you. I I don't ever want to see something like that happen to a player again. And and I'm hopeful that you know we can kind of move closer and closer to that. But that's something that's going to to have to come down through the National Hockey League, the NHLPA, um, and, and the finding the right solution might take time. But you know the hope, obviously, is that uh, that those conversations, and they are, they're they're ongoing, and hopefully we get closer and closer to that uh, day in and day out. Let's go back out of the phone lines. Bring in Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Another bud. great, another great night, another great game. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I believe that uh, Cassidy brought with him, Coach Cassidy brought with him a, a philosophy that none of them are as good as all of them together. Mm-hmm. And I was a little afraid when Eichel came on board that we were going to focus on Eichel being the superstar of the team and uh, get away from the togetherness of the of the uh, uh, the rest of the boys. But it hasn't worked out that way. It's worked out that each night a different player or a different set of players or a different line steps up to mm-hmm. to uh, the table. And I, I really appreciate that. We are a team. We're not a group of superstars. You know what? That's a, a great, a great point there, Tim. And, and thanks for the call um, on Jack Eichel. He has, he has upped his game defensively. He has used his skill set to turn into a, a legitimate shutdown two-way center. And when you've got that kind of buy-in and commitment from Jack Eichel, you can see why the Golden Knights uh, are so good. Uh, not just early on this season, but also why they were able to win the Stanley Cup. That Jack Eichel's defensive game is second to none, and he is really committed to that, and that's why the Golden Knights are as good as they've been. Uh, let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Nelson. Hey, Nelson, how you doing? No, Hey, Ryan, good evening. How are you this evening? I'm sure you're fantastic as always. I can't complain. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to watch the greatest sport in the world, and right now the, the best team in the world. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I feel... 
insultingly spoiled right now. <laughs> um, I've been a, a day one fan. I've had the honor and pleasure of being a beer guy in the venue. I've been able to get paid to watch mm. the Knights for the last six years. Was there for probably 90, 95% of the games, including every run of both Cups, all the way to the final game. And this year, nice. sitting there watching as a fan, uh, as I've been uh, buying tickets lately and, and not working and just getting to enjoy it and soak it in from that perspective has been a beautiful thing and especially one of the rarest things I ever thought I'd ever see in hockey, which was Logan Thompson's point tonight to see a, a, a goal by a goalie. I, I, I made a bet on that before, uh, <laughs> back when Corey was still with us, and I never met one to bet, of course. But between Logan's point and goal and then, of course, the power play was beyond amazing. I think we're ridiculously spoiled, and I'm just relishing in it. Yeah, you're you're right on the money there, Nelson, and, and thanks for the call. Um, number one, I'm glad that you're able to to get to some games and, and just kind of view it as a fan. It's a totally different experience, obviously. Uh, but you're right on the money. Like, this team from inception has been really, really good. And, you know, how do you how do you improve on a Stanley Cup? And, I mean, ultimately it's, it's going to come down to what the Golden Knights do in the postseason. But the fact of the matter is this team right now is, is not skipping much of a beat, 10-0-1. Uh, the amount of winning that, that has happened here that the fans have been exposed to um, really does help to create a die-hard nature within the fan base. And you have success early. It really grips people and makes them want to come back and makes them fall in love with the game, makes them fall in love with the, with the team. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing to watch, and, and I don't think that they're slowing down anytime soon. Uh, we'll take a break and come back with more on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here. Extended postgame show. Fox Sports Las Vegas 5-2. Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas 10-0-1. 21 points on the year. 21 out of a possible 22. They've dropped one point through 11 games. It's pretty remarkable. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, we're, we're turning our attention now to, to Saturday night. It's a big-time showdown. The Vegas Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, the, the last two Stanley Cup champions facing off for the first time this season. Colorado 7-2, and two, Vegas 10-0-1. Oh, I don't know about you. I could not look forward to this game more than I do right now. So, uh, uh, really, that, that's all I've got. The Golden Knights... Nice tune-up game tonight against Winnipeg, but they're going to have to be as good, if not better, when they take on Colorado Saturday night. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to William Butler doing a great job, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and input, and we had quite a bit of input tonight. Well done. Stick taps to all of you. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.